You are listening to the Christy G Podcast with your host, Christy G. Hey, that's that's me. It is you. <laughs> is that really what I sound like? Yes, it is. Uh, all right, here we go. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving week, you guys. It is the week of Thanksgiving, which means I will be eating lots of uh, tofurkey and this like vegan Wellington that my husband makes. It's so freaking good. And also, I will be watching a lot of Friends episodes, the Thanksgiving episodes. I actually went with um, my best friend and my husband last night to the Grove over here in LA, and they showed all these Friends episodes that you could watch, the Thanksgiving ones, and it was really cool just to sit there in the theater and um, just watching the episodes. It was really fun, so... Thanksgiving vibes, you guys. <laughs> um, last week I posted uh, my podcast with my friend Ethan Luck. If you haven't checked it out, totally do that because he is one of the best people on the freaking planet and he has a lot to talk about. He has done so many great things in the music world, still doing awesome stuff, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And since then, let's see, I've been pretty busy. I actually went and saw the Get Up Kids play with Kevin Devine out here in Silver Lake. And, oh my god, it was so freaking good. My husband had never seen the Get Up Kids live, and it was fun watching him see that for the first time. But also, those guys have not, like, missed a beat. They are so good. And if you have a chance to see them, I think they're going on tour with Dashboard Confessional soon. Hop on that, because... Seriously, like one of the best bands in the entire world. Um, also, of course, Kevin Devine, freaking amazing. Um, just, ugh, I'm just going to keep saying amazing because that's what it was. <laughs> and then Saturday night, I took a little trip down to Orange County and went and saw the Ataris play with MXPX, where if you know me at all, and if you've listened to episode one especially, you'll know that these bands played a huge part in my life growing up and still to this day, just up there on my like list of favorite bands and my friend Chris from the Ataris put us on the list and was like come out come see the bands play it'll be super fun I'm so glad I did because it was sold out I slacked on buying tickets so thank you Chris if you're listening that was so much fun it was really cool like it makes paid played a bunch of like songs from the 90s which totally was like my love language and mxpx played i'm sorry the ataris played some oldies but goodies too and then mike and chris did a couple songs together it was just a lot a lot of fun and i have just been getting out and being social and it's just been really good for my my mind and my heart and all those good things and i am pumped uh chris is actually gonna be on the podcast soon so stay tuned for that it's gonna be fun 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 I also got to run into my friend Jared Scott. Jared also is going to be on the podcast soon. Jared I met through the MXPX world. He is MXPX's main photographer, and he travels with the band and takes these photos. But he was also my wedding photographer, so he's a special place in my my little heart. Zoe, I know it's exciting, but let's be quiet, okay? Zoe gets really uh, stressed out when I turn off all the noise. <laughs> um, Zoe's my chewini, if you don't know. She's my puppy. Anyhow, um, yeah, so I got to see Jared and give him lots of hugs and take our little blurry fun photo together. And he also is one of the best humans ever. And it was just really cool seeing all these awesome people. It was really fun. And yay! Speaking of awesomeness, this next episode here is with my friend Joe Ortega. Now, Joe 
I've known for years. He and I go back to Texas. We both lived in Texas. We both grew up. Well, he didn't grow up in Texas, but we both lived there. We met through our friend Kenny, and um, he started taking photos not too long ago and has, like, really done such an amazing job. And he's taken pictures of bands like MXPX, Fast Forward Confessional, Thrice, The Main, Ascenders, um, Alkaline Trio, to name a few. And on top of that, he has, like, this super adorable family, and he loves Disneyland. They have season passes, I think, or something, and he doesn't even live in California. That's how much he loves Disney, and he is a running fool. This guy is so inspirational when it comes to, like, running. He runs marathons, and he's just all tattooed up. He's just a really fun person, and he also took this picture of my dad. I totally just remembered that is, like... Before I got married, I went back to Texas, and he came out to, like, this engagement party, and me and my dad were dancing in this, like, honky-tonk bar, sawdust on the floor. He took this picture of me and my dad, and it is by far one of my favorite photos ever, and I will cherish it always, and I need to print it and hang it on my wall. I don't know why I'm slacking, but anyhow, just a great photographer, great friend. He, we talk a lot about, like, the music and the photography, but we also just talk about being a good human and what it is to be, like, a friend and, like, our goals in life, and he said this one thing in there, and I'll I'll tell you at the end what that was. That day specifically, it just hit me so hard. I was like, oh my god, I needed to hear that today because it has been a rough couple weeks in a way and I was just kind of in it and um, he said something and I was like, oh, that was heaven sent. So thank you, Joe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we just talk about all that stuff, you guys, and I'm really pumped and at the end, we add another song to the podcast that Joe is like all about and we need to listen to that as well. Um, so subscribe to the pod, or the playlist. I'll have all these links at the end. Let's just get into it. My interview slash really just a conversation with Joe Ortega. I am here with my super awesome Texas homeboy, Joe Ortega. Hey, Joe. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, for those of you who don't know Joe, um, you need to know him because he's awesome. He is my friend from Texas. We'll get into that. And also, he takes amazing photography, all kinds of really great photos. We're going to talk about that. He has amazing taste in music. He loves Disneyland and Disney World. And he runs like a crazy person. Not like a crazy person, but he loves running. <laughs> no, I, I think you have to be crazy first to get into that running part. So it's That's not true. entirely wrong. <laughs> That's true. Um, he also has a super awesome, cute, adorable family. And um, yeah, so let's talk about all of the things, shall we? Let's do it. Awesome. Okay, cool. So Joe Ortega. So Joe and I both grew up in Texas. Joe currently is in Oklahoma. How you like in Oklahoma? I'm liking it a ton. Awesome. So Tul- Tulsa's. So I moved to Tulsa about four months ago, and it's it's rad. Like the traffic is like non-existent. There are tons of things to do. Um, so today, ironically, you know, I, I've been bragging about the weather here because it's been great fall <laughs> weather. But uh, today, like we had, it wasn't like snow. I guess Ooh. it was like a wintry mix. I guess as they call it. Huh. But being from San Antonio, like you don't. 
you don't know what that is. It's like true. That, it's just not existent in our Sad. world. Yeah. So so I bought my first proper coat Aww. like a couple weeks ago in anticipation of all this because I think my Texas winters basically had me in a hoodie <laughs> or a jean jacket or if it was really cold, hoodie and jean jacket. And that was usually sufficient, but um, that wasn't going to cut it here. So, t- so today's actually been super cold. I think after like wind chill, like real fill was like 12 degrees today. Oh my it's pretty, gosh. Yeah. Pretty you know dang cold. <laughs> you know what it is here today? <laughs> uh, like high seventies probably. 81. Oh, there you go. Oh, close enough. <laughs> oh man. I mean, it's not like terrible, but I'm like, come on. Like I'm like yeah. trying to be festive and think of holidays and I could go swimming. I will not, but. Yeah. <laughs> but. So, so that part's been cool. Like, so, awesome. so all of that to say that like moving to Tulsa has been really cool because we get seasons here, right? Like yeah. it's hot in the summer. Mm. Fall has some fantastic days. The leaves change colors. Yeah. And then obviously today's like kind of like a one-off cold front day, but it like gets cold here. So I'm excited to like go through the seasons. Yeah. It's your um, first season there. Yeah. 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 I was jokingly telling somebody the other day, I was like, turns out i'm a pretty pretty big fan of fall i've never really (laughs) experienced it but turns out i'm a fan of it that's awesome very cool um yeah so we both took off and ran away from texas and not in a a bad way of course but um (laughs) we met how long ago did we meet i think we originally probably met like through kenny a hundred years ago that's right kenny yeah we were all rats yeah we were all mall rats (laughs) I think you at Hot Topic, maybe? Uh, oh, I worked at PacSun with Kenny. Well, okay. around that time. Yeah. and then, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then <laughs> I worked at PacSun with Kenny after you. Oh, my God. And then, so weird. And then that small circle just kind of all from there. But, yeah, I think uh, through just, you know, staying connected through Internet stuff, um, yeah. we just became better friends after we were acquainted or like ran in the same circles a long time ago but yeah um yeah sure. so yeah everything goes back to like the mall days yeah. and, um Thanks, you know, Kenny. Early, early 2000s yeah shout out to kenny kenny's a great guy <laughs> kenny is also another runner Cra- crazy runner man um what's great about you is well it's still funny because i i see you more than any of my texas other texas friends when i come home and you were always like super awesome and like let's hang out let's make it happen and even now, I see you more because you come to Disneyland all the time. So I still see sure. you more than I see people from home. And you don't yeah, even live in no. Texas anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, like an abridged version of my life story is my dad was a Marine. Mm-hmm. And we always grew up moving and friends became family. And so for me, I've never really had a direct connection of like blood family. Like ah. my friends have always been my family. Yeah. And we've known each other for so long, and we've been really great friends for for the longest time. That is like it's like a no brainer. Like it's just it is what it is. It is. And so when you know I'm in California and you make time to come see me, or you're in Texas and I make time to go see you, there's that reciprocity in our friendship that it's it's mutually beneficial that we we make time to see each other and I I think as much as like the internet stuff is cool and we Mm -hmm. can always stay connected there like we do a thing that like we're very intentional in in making sure that we get like real hangout time yes because that's very rare you don't people don't seem to do that anymore it's true no I I value it so much I I love it yeah I love it more than anything so, yeah, so I'm always super grateful when you make it out because I know when I'm at Disney and, and you come down and visit, like, 
moving anywhere in LA is just a snail's yeah. pace everywhere. So <laughs> yeah. just thinking about that makes me super grateful that you're willing to do it. So when, you know, you go visit your family, you know, an hour outside of San Antonio, it's, it's a no brainer for me to go to you like that. That doesn't bother me one bit. I'm, I'm glad to do it. I'm happy to do it. Well, I'm happy that you, you're happy that you did it. I guess if that <laughs> yes. makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes makes sense to me. Okay, good. Um, okay, so let's get into photography. How? Okay, so for those of you who don't know, you take a lot of band photography and music photography, as long as um, as well as portraits and whatnot. But you really, really, really love taking pictures of musicians. How did that come about? Um, so that was really born out of some friendships and, um, some connections I had from the band acceptance. Oh yeah. So, um, the band broke up, acceptance broke up and their guitar player, Christian, uh, joined Anne Berlin. And so he was still the only touring member from the old acceptance band. Okay. And so, uh, kind of like me and you, whenever he was in town, I would go hang out and uh, make time to see him. We have dinner and drinks before shows, what have you. Um, and so they were on their farewell tour mm-hmm. and I had some super cheap, crappy digital camera. And I had told him that I was coming to the show and um, I'd asked if it was okay if I, I brought my camera to take pictures. And he was, you know, he was like, of course, like no big deal. <laughs> uh, so I, I like, I knew none of like the rules. I had no idea what to expect. I just thought it would be kind of a cool idea on paper to take pictures of Anne Berlin on their farewell tour and so I did and I I mean I don't even remember how many pictures I took but I I think maybe one or two pictures were okay Um, (laughs) and yeah and like so when all of them are terrible and like two are okay the two seem great to you totally um so yeah, so I shared them with the band. I think they ended up posting one. I think Christian posted another. And mm. um, a lot of people were super nice and said some really nice things about it. And I, I think when anybody's trying anything out new and they get some positive feedback for the first time, um, that sort of makes you gravitate towards that thing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so um, just having been around the Amber Lynn guys and having met other people, other bands they've toured with and befriending those guys, um, it was always a little easier for me just to kind of reach out to people personally. So whenever I say I, I've done that band photography, like I always feel like a hack to a, a sense because a lot of people really have to, um, and it's like absolutely impressive how hard people work to, you know, learn photography, make the connections, go through, you know, the publicist route and all that. Um, I was very fortunate to bypass a, a ton of that. And I, I didn't really get to cut my, my teeth on um, that process. So it, it's always actually super interesting to me to, to speak with people who have kind of come up through the ranks in the more traditional sense. Um, I've just been, you know, buddies with a, a ton of these guys for a long time, long before I picked up a camera. Um, so th- the one benefit that I've gotten to all of that is I, I've, I've got access to kind of intimate moments, you know, the stuff off the stage. Yeah. And totally. I, and I, I think what I've found through all of that, and it's kind of helped like my portrait photography or anything else is, you know, having a relationship and, and being about a moment, not necessarily music related, it can be, but it being about a moment that, that's being shared between people, whether it's one-on-one or one singer to a crowd or what have you, um, it's it's really being aware of those those times and in photographing those um, specific instances so 
yeah, so that's kind of like how it all started. Like it was just a bunch of just bobbing and weaving and figuring it out, not really having like the formal background that a lot of people do. But I, I just got super fortunate and super lucky, right place, right time with a lot of the stuff. And I don't take it for granted at all. Like that's, it was, awesome. it's real blessing. And it goes to show being friendly and being friends and being a good friend pays off because it, it, it super like it does. opens up doors. Like like you were talking about how you didn't have to go through agencies or management for the most part to like photograph these bands. And I feel the same way with my like early like interviewing days. People be like, oh, how did, how did you? I was like, oh, he knows this person. And I was like, hey, I'm friends with this person. And then, you know, it yeah, just, it, like networking. people trust, yeah. like, if you're a good friend, if they're a good friend is friends with you, then they're going to trust their friend to be like, okay, well, they seem, they must be cool if this person's friends with them. And it just opened up a lot of doors. It was really cool. Yeah. No, yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's really exactly how yeah. it really went was, you know, just saying if I didn't know the person, just sort of reaching out or somebody, you know, giving me a contact information. And, you know, the biggest piece of advice that I probably have ever given, and it's, it sounds like the worst, but I feel like it's the best, you know, when, when kids ask, you know, like, how do you get into it? It's like, you know, just be the kind of person that other people want to hang out with. Like, yeah. just, just be, just be cool. Like, don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Be super nice. Uh, be polite, you know, go through, you know, the normal things that all of our parents try to teach us growing <laughs> up about, you know, just being a decent person. But it's funny that, you know, a lot of the people in the music industry largely get those opportunities because they were in the right place in the right time. But they're also like good people that yeah. other people want around that they can trust. And that goes so much further than any like skill set because really anybody can learn to push a button on a camera like that that mm-hmm. part's not the hardest the hardest part is getting the trust um in the time with people to to let those moments develop no pun intended <laughs> i like that fun <laughs> that <one's> fun <laughs> um yeah and like like i know you the people that you because like if you look at like your work you can definitely tell you gravitate towards like you find your friends and then you're like i'm gonna take all these photos of these awesome people. And it seems like everyone that you've worked with have like been known as being really great people. Like Mike from MXPX or like Chris and the dashboard guys. Like I like too have never had any bad experiences with them. And it's awesome because you get to see inside their world and realize how great these people are because there are people that are the opposite. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, the music industry is, is no, um, exception to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's polluted, terrible people, like yeah. just any other place that you, you would work or have friends or, or what have you. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super nice to be around just, you know, good hearted people who just want to work hard, um, and, and put quality, um, products and services out, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever their platform is. Um, so it's, it's nice and it's almost inspiring to, to, I don't know if you can learn to be nicer, but you just learn <laughs> how to um, just maneuver in and out of situations, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in in ways that like it shows people that you're, you're diplomatic, you're level headed, um, you know how to handle yourself in a, a confrontational or an intense situation. And I, I think in especially the music world, there's a hundred things that can go wrong during the course of a day leading up to a show. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of those things get solved behind the scenes and it's really unbeknownst to the, you know, the audience members who, who go and see these shows because, you know, they have these well-rounded people involved in the crew who 
solve these problems. And, you know, it, it, it's just so simple. This is kind of more universal, but it's so simple just to lose your mind and, and be stressed out and, yeah. and kind of crumble under stress. And um, it's, it's so cool to be around so many people to see how they handle uh, adverse situations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's and true. It's, it's, it's inspiring. Um, yeah. You know, at, at the, at the, when you boil it all down, it's like, all right, cool. So whenever I have to face, you know, a curveball like I want to be able to be equipped to handle that situation so um people know that I'm I'm trying my best I'm putting my best foot forward um I'm well intended so it's uh yeah it's cool being around all these dudes it it blows my mind that I even get the chance to do it sometimes I I just can't even believe it (laughs) it's awesome so um you've it seems like you've made a lot of like friends like I feel like you're really close to oh man the basis from dashboard why can't my brain is blanking scott yeah yeah i feel like he it's funny because like i'm really i'm just i've been really slacking on like keeping up with people but if i saw that guy out and about i'd be like joe's friend like that's the first (laughs) thing that would come to my mind like i wouldn't be like oh that guy's in dashboard like i would think that's joe's friend (laughs) this is kind of fun i love scott for a million reasons he's just (laughs) one of my favorite people and I always jokingly, but kind of seriously call him my life coach. Cause every time <laughs> that we're doing shows and we're hanging out, like he is just so fun to be around. And that's kind of the environment that you would expect in that sort of a world. Yeah. And if, if he does anything that's good for me, it's that he doesn't treat me like the photographer who's out photograph. Like we're just friends and that's I just awesome. so happen to you know take pictures, but yeah, Scott is just, so he's actually, I'll, plug this into he's actually playing bass right now for this band uh beach slang they uh so they went out on a tour with dashboard uh, a couple years ago um but they're actually out on tour right now with the goo goo dolls opening for them wow yeah so it's it's actually kind of cool yeah i know so it's really (laughs) cool to see like the beach slang guys and girls um get all this like opportunity that camp is super cool um, so I just wanted to, you know, throw that out, plug, plug a little beach slang. They're, I'm, they're great. I love, I love that man so much. I'm going to check them out. That's cool. You Ooh, that whole Goo Goo Dolls thing reminded me of this really funny thing. So I think it was in 1995, I recorded like on VHS, the MTV like music awards and I would nice. constantly watch them over and over and Goo Goo Dolls was doing, that was the year I think name was huge. Oh, okay. So they were yeah. playing it on the, on the show and my mom had the biggest crush on that. Johnny Resnick is that his last name yeah Johnny Resnick yeah she thought he was like the cutest thing (laughs) and every time I see him like I'll sometimes screenshot like if they come on and she's like ooh hubba hubba (laughs) and I'm like still to this day like it's so funny to me so I can't like just listen to the goo goo dolls like a normal person I think of my mom crushing on him in 1995 which is pretty funny I think I think we all in some way (laughs) shape or form had a crush on Johnny Resnick at one point or another he's got great hair right yeah like he's yeah i don't know who's doing his hair for him if he does it himself but whatever he's doing that's that's working (laughs) it's so funny um cool so okay so you work with a lot of fun bands that i like the most um mxpx being a huge one like totally grew up listening to them i'm sure you did too for sure so was that like how did i'm curious because i know i pursued them because they were like my first love and music basically. So did yeah. you pursue them because you liked them growing up or did you just somehow randomly get, inter- get inter- how'd that work? 
Yeah. So me and Mike have, you know, just a hundred mutual friends mm -hmm. and it, it seems like it would have come together in any other way other than the way that it did. So I was doing um, some product photography for um, Empire, Epic Empire out of, uh, out of Phoenix okay. um, t-shirt company. And I think Mike is some, he, he was involved with some of their early stuff. Ah. Um, and so they were playing a show at the Paper Tiger in San Antonio. And mm. so uh, Ryan from Epic Empire texted me and asked if I'd be interested in, in shooting some shirts for him uh, that Mike would be wearing at the show. And I was like, well, like, of course. Hey, yeah, yeah, like, totally. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so I just, you know, you know, one thing led to another. I got in contact with Mike and um what so long story short from you know full circle with the other thing was uh the bass player from acceptance ryan zippelhofer uh -huh. he uh lived like right down the street from mike in bremerton oh. um they were like old friends i think whenever he left acceptance i think he did maybe bass tech work for mike okay. in mxpx so again he knew a ton, like me and ryan couldn't be closer he's, he's one of my best friends so again, there couldn't have been like other more obvious ways that me and Mike would have started working together. But um, yeah, like once we started doing some stuff together, he, uh, yeah, he would always hit me up when I was in town. I was in Seattle once and, and we hung out. I think I did his podcast uh, when I was out in, in Bremerton, yeah. um, which is super fun. Um, insane, just opportunity just to even do it. So yeah, so doing the MXPX stuff is wild because I mean, I have vivid memories of you know, uh, their early records, um, the ever passing moment, mm. life in general, slowly going the way of the Buffalo. I remember being young. I mean, I don't even remember how old I was when that stuff came out. It was, it was like late junior high, early high school stuff. And my jaw hurting just from like <laughs> listening to CDs so much of theirs that like my mouth would hurt, like my jaw would hurt from just, you know, singing along so much. That's so fun. Um, yeah, so it's crazy to go from this, you know, in my room with band posters on the wall to, <laughs> you know, just hanging out with Mike. He moved to Waco when I was still in San Antonio. He had uh, he had brought me out to Waco to take family pictures for him and when him and his wife moved into the house that Chip and Joanna oh, built on yeah. Fixer Upper. So fun. Um, yeah, so it's, it's all surreal you, you kind of almost have to disconnect yourself from the the fanboy isms mm -hmm. of the world and, and just realize that like like you have a skill set that you can provide and they want that totally and yeah so it's it's insane between dashboard and mxpx i think those are probably like the toughest to shoot for me because I always just want to like sit there and sing along. Like I don't even <laughs> want to like I want to take pictures, but also I just want to watch watch oh, the show. Oh, that's true. You guys can't really like you can't really just like let loose, huh? <laughs> no, yeah. Like, <laughs> I never thought about that. Oh, I've actually I can't even remember the last time I just watched a show without photographing it. I that's I true. think it was it was almost an H two O show, mm. and I saw the guitar player walking around the venue. And I was like, hey, super long shot. My camera's in the car. Like, would you guys be okay with this? And he was like, super cool. He was like, Aww. absolutely. Like, we'll grab the camera, let the venue know you're like, it's it's okay, whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so that was almost a show that I didn't shoot that I was just going to. Um, but man, yeah, I can't even, I can't even remember the last time I just watched the show. I'm, it's, 
photography is almost like it made me love music even more and then almost ruined it a little bit too mm. in that regard because yeah. I was working it. That's true. You know what? That's funny. I was thinking like, okay, so you're at the show and you have to get your camera. So they get you like a camera pass, right? So you can like mm-hmm. be up front. So there was, a, it was like a few years ago, I went to see Bayside and Nick put me on a list, but I don't know if he put me on the wrong list, but he put me on as a camera. On a camera <laughs> list. So I showed up yeah. and they're like, what kind of gear you got? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I I look like an idiot. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And like, you can't use cell phones. And I was like, for what? <laughs> I was like, I, and then I realized, oh, so I just kind of played dumb. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I'll, I'll get the stuff later. And just like went in. But How funny. I was like so confused. I'm like, I am not prepared at all for this. And I don't know. It was just now I, now it makes sense because you guys have to have that pass. But at the time, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, it is sort of, yeah, <laughs> kind of the sausage making of, you know, getting everyone. I, I, I've been a part of every photographer has a handful of situations where you get to the door and like, I'm so-and-so and they're like, you're not on the list. And they're like, uh, well, I drove here and I have a camera, so <laughs> oh, we need to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I've had people put put me under as Christy G and I'm like, you guys know my name really isn't Christy G. <laughs> like, that's like, it's not my legal last name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew that for the longest time. <laughs> I've had people be like, are you married to an Asian man? I was like, why are you asking me that? <laughs> it's yeah, so I, funny. I don't know when I realized that your last name wasn't G-E-E, yeah. but it was definitely multiple years after <laughs> knowing you. It's so funny to me. I, you know, it's funny. I was telling Mark when I went, after we got married, I was like, I'm going to change my last name and take his name. And I was like, why didn't I hyphenate like G Kellums? <laughs> like that would have been the time to do it and i totally that, like that would have been it. yeah i was like dang mm. it i was right there could have just Swing easily added it in but oh well uh, maybe one no. day i'll get bored and do, do it but <laughs> <laughs> just walk down to the courthouse and yeah file for it <laughs> um like it. <laughs> yeah so okay so obviously this is awesome you meet all these awesome people and you get to have all these awesome times can you tell us a story that was just like oh my god this is so stressful like this is so like you know just something like gone wrong or an experience you've had maybe with the crowd that was just like uh you know just something like that wasn't the most fun as a photographer um you know i'm actually really fortunate i don't know that i've really had any like equipment failure or so so the only like the only thing that's almost gone wrong Mm -hmm. is like myself putting too much pressure in a moment Ah. um so one of the bands i've gotten to work with in the past is the band thrice okay yeah and i i mean i only have one band tattoo and it's a it's a thrice tattoo <laughs> big fan huge fan <laughs> and and whenever um i you know had the opportunity to start working with them uh that was i think the time where i was the most like okay can't mess this up okay i definitely want to impress them like i don't want to seem overly eager i don't want to be too like <laughs> laid back and chill and not say anything at all like i'm trying to like play this whole thing right and i'm like in my own head left and right up and down just it's like a first date kind of thing yeah no that (laughs) that is actually a perfect analogy that's exactly what it felt like and it was the the best thing that could have happened to me that night was the show starting Mm. um because then all the stuff that i knew um that i had done you know a hundred times before that was just you know coming to my mind and i was just shooting the show and having fun and, and doing that whole deal so, um, yeah, like I, I've had a couple of those moments where it's like, 
I can't mess this up. Like this could be like a really cool opportunity. I don't want to let these people down. Um, you know, er everyone's made an effort to allow me or to like coordinate bringing me out to a thing. Um, and I think the, the one, there's two instances and they're both with thrice where that like happened. One was a show where the AC went out Oh wow! and it was hot. And so, yeah. So not only was it hot and miserable, like, like it was just sweltering in there. Um, the AC that blew out had like smoke filling the room. Oh wow. And so it was like, I had to like <gasps> figure out how to shoot like through it. Like, and that, and so like all the lights that were mm. from like the light show were like bouncing off of it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, everything was just like blown out. Like, fortunately, there was, you know, a handful of photos that really turned out well, um, which is really cool. And in hindsight, you know, the story on top of it makes it really cool. But in that moment, just like shedding clothes, right? Because I think I had like a jean jacket on, lost it, had a button up shirt, lost it. And I was just like down to, <laughs> I think my tank top that I had underneath that. Yeah. Um, and the other one was uh, Thrice opening up for the Deftones. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so they were playing just this huge arena. And it, as I'm, I'm a hack of a, of a photographer, like I'll always say that. Hmm. And my gear that I shoot with allows me um, to shoot what I do in close range. Okay. I really don't have the kind of gear to like shoot from far away because um, that's not something I ever really have to account for mm -hmm. and so shooting thrice on this giant stage in this arena I like I just couldn't get close I felt like I had to like stand on their toes to like be close enough to shoot them because the arena was just so huge and it was just making adjustments on the fly mm. um, trying to figure out that whole situation so that that one kind of freaked me out a little bit like I'd never really been in an arena situation so that one was uh did they turn out good yeah it actually awesome. it, yeah so those pictures are are some of my favorite of, of the band so they opened up for that show and it's an outdoor venue and the sun was setting as they were mm. playing and so there's there's a couple of just kind of that golden hour uh moment that you know people always are chasing in photography but in this instance i got to capture golden hour at a show oh. and and that's kind of unheard of right that's like true. that like I never, I've, it's never happened again. Yeah. Um, never had that opportunity again. So that part was cool. It was just really stressful trying to figure out, like, I don't know where to be to make these pictures look cool. Like it's, it was, it was a lot of problem solving for me, like on the spot. That's fun. You were talking about the, the, the lens. I just think these like really long lenses and I just had a flashback. I totally blocked this out of my memory. <laughs> But when I was like in middle school, I thought it would be cool to be a photographer for, okay, two different things. For surfers, why in Bandera, <laughs> Texas, I was like fascinated with surfing culture. That's I've so never funny. tried it. I've been out here for 13 years. And I have no <laughs> desire. But I was like, oh, I'm going to be one of those people that take the picture of the big wave. And like, they're like, well, you're going to have to be really far away. I was like, I know. And then my other dream was to be a photographer for the Spurs. <laughs> Nice. And so was, I remember I was such like a tomboy, like in middle school, I was like, I want to be a photographer for the Spurs because I would watch the game. And it wasn't because I love photography, or I, like that was my passion. It was just like, I want to hang out with those people. I want to like, <laughs> I want to be under the net and hopefully they'll fall on me. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, sitting yeah. on the floor. And then one of my, like my mom's friends is like, well, you may have to go in the locker room. And I was like, cool. And they're like, they may be in there naked. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so like my like seventh grade, like girl mine was like terrified. I was like, whoa, yeah. I can't do that. 
even more so like it's kind of a weird point to bring up to a seventh grader but like there's grown naked men and they're like oh okay well like what (laughs) they they ruined my dream (laughs) but i was like well i guess it's true but like come on i'm in seventh grade like let me dream but i know i'm gonna gonna go on the limb here (laughs) Has that lady ever given you good advice? Or was I, all I, of it kind probably of... not, no. I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get a lot of good advice back in the day. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the lady who tells a seventh grader that there's grown naked men in yeah. the locker room probably isn't killing it in the advice game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, oh, man. But it's funny because my aunt, I totally, like when I was younger, she graduated in 1987. So okay. when okay. I was little, she had those like, 80s metal hair bands on the wall. Nice. And so I was terrified already of men in spandex. Like, it freaked <laughs> me out. Like, I was like, I do not want to see any men in spandex. And then that, like, just came up. And I was like, oh, my God, they'd be wearing nothing? Like, my brain yeah. could not comprehend. And I was like, yeah, why? No. why would they do that? I think at every age, <laughs> especially being a seventh grader, but I think at every age, I think everyone's just kind of like, yeah, no. Like, we're yeah. good. Like, it's... <laughs> It's so funny. That is weird. So did you ever like get a camera or get into it or you just. <sighs> no, I think, I think it scared me out of the, at the dreams. <laughs> that, yeah. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember oh, like when man. MySpace came around, I was like, Ooh, I'm going to take pictures of things like everybody did, but sure. yeah, never. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just never got into it. Like it's sad, but now I know people who do, so I can enjoy it through them. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so much more accessible now. It's... That's true. Yeah, it's available. Technologies help so much. With, I mean, uploading pictures to MySpace, like taking pictures and then uploading them to MySpace was like, yeah. and you, you had to pick like, like some good time out of your night to like, oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> uploading stuff to MySpace tonight. Can't hang out. It's true. And you had to like add the the quotes from a song on top. And oh, I know. Do you remember there was like an HTML code? And like instead of like, you know, it only let you put like eight pictures at first, right? Or 10 pictures. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was like, you could have a comment underneath it or a description, but then you could put a html code of another photo under the yes. other photo i would do that yeah. like, oh, yeah. 20 photos i'm smart so i had to reorganize yeah, like, right. them it was like a part-time I, job man like, i totally remember <laughs> I, I don't think myspace knew it but they were teaching us how to like do basic coding it's true i still like i'm always like what is the image one like img src equals or something i randomly will think about it when i'm working on my uh, blog i'm like does that oh, code really? still work See, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like well, the the basic coding stuff is like universally <laughs> the same. Like, that's it's so not funny. really changed much. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like back in the like MySpace <laughs> days, like we were all like doing the different wallpapers. Oh my like, gosh, yes. that was actually like a like, like small throwback annoyance point was the people who had the songs on the page that you couldn't uh-huh. pause. Yeah, like they would just play. I'm like, ah, give like me the option to make this stop. I want to hear the song. <laughs> I remember I had at one point, like, you know, you could have things like fall from the top of the page. I had tiny oh, iPods yeah. that would fall nice. down. Man, we would have been great MySpace friends. Man, I, that was Dang. that was just a different era. I know. I, you know, it's funny, too, because I feel like, and maybe you'll appreciate this. I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and it's this is a hot take. I don't I don't know if this will land well, but <laughs> I feel like there, there were people like our age, so I'm 35, mm-hmm. and I feel like there were people our age who had a massive like MySpace following for oh, whatever yeah. reason, right? Like just massive. Crazy. And ever since the MySpace platform kind of went away, mm-hmm. like there's a handful of people who are just always like trying to regain that, I guess. Yeah, like through Instagram and things. Yeah, yeah like totally. and, and it was just like 
weird. Like I'm 35 mm-hmm. and like, I'm slowly just kind of getting a little more apathetic towards it just cause you know, I'm doing, I got work and kids yeah, and really? house stuff and yeah, just, yeah, real life. <laughs> Yeah, And it's like, you just see people just constantly like talking about the likes they get or how many followers mm-hmm. they have. And like, yo, you're almost 40. Like, why do you care so I much? Know. Like, I was actually reading an article yesterday. Me and Mark were talking about it where I don't know, like, I don't know where the heck I saw this, but they said in America, they're going to disable the likes. I saw that. Right? Yeah. Is that, is it only America? They, so why. they've rolled it out. To, so they've they've rolled it out to other countries. Ah, okay. And it, I guess it's done it's done well. But I mean, it's just really become this obsessive culture of people are are pre consumed with, you know, the likes that they get, right? Like you for whatever buy reason, likes, like packages of yeah. likes. It's weird. Like yeah, like and it just it gives people a sense of, of validation. And yeah, I, I I don't want to believe that like the friendship that you and I have, where we make time to see each other face to face, is so far gone that you know, we have to institute this restructuring of social media to disable likes in order to kind of rebalance the true like relationship aspect of of living. But it's weird that it it, is kind of, it's there. Like we're already kind of there and it's, it's a little beyond me. It's just like, man, like I love nothing more than, um, sitting down like this, like sitting down and talking to people. It almost doesn't even feel like a podcast. This is a conversation you and I would have, you know, over coffee or cheesecake, you know, mm-hmm. vegan cheesecake. Do you remember yeah. that vegan cheesecake we had in San Antonio? Yeah. With uh, Kenny. Kenny. What was that so place good. called? That place was good. The Vegeria. Vegeria. I had a t-shirt. I don't know what happened to that, but that t-shirt. I got to find it. Vegeria. Is that another thing? Kind of like the MySpace days. Like, uh-huh. do you ever, do you ever try to remember what happened to like all your old clothes from that era? Because oh, I see pictures yeah. and I'm just like, what happened to that? <laughs> like, I don't remember getting rid of it. I know, like like gone. the belts and um, there's some things like I kept like the band shirts and they're like your daughter could wear them. I'm like, how did I fit in this? <laughs> like this is the tiny. I have one that's like ironically it says I heart carbs. I think I got it at like Hot Topic nice. and it's like the tiniest thing. And I'm like, well, obviously I, I, I can't wear it anymore. <laughs> I think yeah. I probably had a I love beer shirt for the <laughs> yeah. same reasons. I can't fit into that one anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's strange. I just had another funny MySpace memory. So MySpace, like high, like high, what's it called? High speed internet wasn't like super a thing yet. And so especially in my little bohonky town, we had dial up. And so my dad would leave me glitter comments like dolphins. Mm. And I was like, Dad, it takes me like 30 minutes to upload that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't leave me glitter comments. Yeah, and it would slow down everything and but he he thought it was so cute he's like i thought you would like it i'm like i appreciate it i do but i can't see anything <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's like the little box with the x on it and yeah. like, i don't see anything <laughs> but i was How like funny. i appreciate it dad i do but that's you know what <laughs> throwback like dad move though what a, yeah that's a thoughtful dad move. i know it's so cute yeah so. i like that I was, i'm probably gonna do that whatever <laughs> social media exists for my kids when they're old enough i'm gonna i'm actually gonna keep i'm gonna bank this memory here and she's like i'm gonna go glitter i'm going glitter comments <laughs> so funny i can't imagine <laughs> if instagram let you leave like photo comments like oh my god yeah that yeah, would be a nightmare really like that. It, uh, i'm kind of i'm kind of glad it's as locked down as it is <laughs> yeah so speaking of family though your family is adorable you Thank know you. that is, you know that already um love my family so, so much. freaking cute like so cute. So, so today, 
my daughter started pre-K. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so moving to Tulsa pre-K was already all booked up. So she was on a waiting list and I guess some spots opened up. And so she like, she's always just been at home. Yeah. So she, this is like the first time she's ever like been at anything other than home or like a grandparent's house or something. So yeah. Big, big day in the house. Yeah. She started pre-K. She took a little frozen lunchbox. Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah. And all bundled up because it was, you know, wind chill, 12 degrees or whatever it was. A little fuzzy, you know, hoodie (laughs) jacket on. That's so cute. Stiff as a board, like waddling out. (laughs) Tastes like that Christmas story. Yes. All padded up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's really fun. Yeah, it's like, it's funny because I'm in that weird stage where I don't have kids yet. And so I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I belong in like friend groups. And so I like that, like our relationship and our friendship's different because I don't feel like an odd duck. Like when I hang out with you guys, you know, like some people I'm like, I don't know how to communicate with you guys anymore because I don't know what the heck's going on as far as, Yeah, it really is strange. Yeah. Like parenting now, it feels like it's in a different kind of calibration than it's ever been. And not like for better or for worse, but like, I think I was reading something the other day where like parents now are more engaged with their kids' lives than ever before. Yeah. And it's a double-edged sword, right? Like one, you still have to have a life, right? Like you still have to do things for yourself. Some people um, don't not get just, that. That's the problem. It, yeah. Like, everything and, and, stops. <laughs> yeah. Really and bad. like, there's, there's gotta be a balance there and yeah. we can segue into the running stuff later, but mm-hmm. th- like that's, that's the offset for me is I spend, you know, so much of my time that I get for myself running that you know i still have to but you're, you're right though some people are so like all into that life yeah which that, isn't necessarily bad it's just different. no it's not but but one of the fallouts to that is yeah. that they've disallowed themselves to have just kind of basic social skills with their peers yeah like they're they've just completely kind of forgotten how to hang out and it's just like i get it but at the same time like that doesn't have to be the play like you can you can balance that i mean i like to think that i'm actively trying and at times it's exhausting but i'm trying to like balance all of it it's it's, it's hard though so much stuff like you do the running and you guys go to disneyland like and it's not like you're going to disneyland with your kids like you get away on your own yeah we do adult yeah we do adult trips to disney yeah we gotta it's the best uh, (laughs) yeah it's it's nuts yeah it's all about balance right like Mm -hmm. that's that's everything i mean it's kind of what i appreciate about your podcast too just listening to all your episodes is is everything about this is trying to find that equilibrium in life because as we get older like certain needles move and we're not always fully aware of what's changed right yeah. like if it's if it's chemical if it's emotional if it's in our head or in our gut or in our heart like whatever it is yeah. something's always moving and we're trying to figure it out and, and just doing our best to exist and and still contribute whatever we can contribute and yeah, like it is nuts. I, I mean, I've lost friends over the years just, mm-hmm. you know, because they got married and had kids and they're all into that. And that's fine. Like, that's cool. That works for them. It's just it never seemed like an option for me. Like there was always too much going on for me to completely ditch everything I knew. That's fun, though. And I think it's like it's cool for your kids to see you have fun, too. Right. Like, I think so. Yeah, I think, it's I, think cool. I think what in, you know, to that point, like I actively tell them, like, I'm going to go do this thing, but I'm doing this thing because I love this thing and I'm making time to do this. And you should find that thing for you, whatever it is. 
like you should make time and effort and energy to, to pour yourself into something, right? Because we're not just our jobs. We're not just our schooling. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, just any one thing. We're, we're the sum of all our parts and, and you, we get the freedom, the opportunity, the chance to select those things that we want to do and, and work towards those things. And I, I so I, I, especially with my running, I, I really try to, you know, tell and show my kids that, you know, even now at this age, I'm doing better than I ever have. Um, but that's only because I've, I've poured so much of myself into it that it it's kind of an investment in yourself. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that you say that because every time I, I feel like Mark did Kilimanjaro and he did a full marathon. I've only Which done is like insane. two hats. Yeah. Like, and he's I know like, Mark's going to hear this. It's crazy. And, like, I just want to say, Mark, yo, you're nuts. That's amazing, dude. Like, Isn't that cool? Kilimanjaro. That's yeah. amazing. Like, that's unbelievable. I, I, in my fitness now, even though I'm kind of doing some, like, stuff for myself that I, I feel like is kind of nuts, I, I can't in 100 years imagine doing Kilimanjaro, like, tomorrow. Like, I don't have a kind Isn't of fitness like that. That's, it's impressive. Yeah. And one of the things, though, he's like, I can't wait to tell my kids one day, like, I did that. You know? Yeah. It's like, he's like, it's not like, oh, I'm doing this for the story. But he's like, how cool is I can tell, like, them, like, I did that. Like, you can do it. Like, you can... And I was like, that's actually really cool Like that he can say that. Which is yeah, crazy. I mean, and not everyone can. I mean, a, like very few people can say that. Yeah. Like it's – I would just have a shirt made that said I did it and I would <laughs> yeah. wear it every day. I know. I joke that I'm like, you didn't get a shirt? that Like, you know, you go run a marathon <laughs> and they give you like a shirt and a medal. Like he literally just got like a piece of paper that's like like dated yeah. and timed. Like you did this and it's like signed, which is cool. But oh, I'm like, funny. you need like something to wear. You know what you should do? Like, <laughs> depending on when this comes out, maybe he won't hear it, but <laughs> take a picture of it and put it on a shirt. And then you can wear the <laughs> shirt of the certificate. That would be hilarious. And I'll find, like, the like the funniest photo of him <laughs> looking like a miser- like he's miserable up there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but- not my best idea, but I don't think it's my worst one. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that could work. <laughs> That's so fun. Um, so, okay, so running, like, it's funny. It sounds like it sounds emo to say, but right before I did my last half, I was like, I just in it in my brain, like, oh my god, I'm gonna do so bad. And Mark's like, why are you talk about it? I'm like, look at Joe's numbers. Like, look at him. Like, people, <laughs> I was like, he's doing so good. He's like, yeah, he runs all the time. I was like, yeah, it's. But uh, he's like, stop comparing yourself to Joe. I'm like, he's so good. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say two things. One, thank you because I, I again, I've, I've it's taken me a long time to understand that like what I do is like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort that I put into it. Second, I will also tell you that that never ends. Cause even at like where I'm at doing it, Mm -hmm. I still see other people running and I still have those feelings about those people. Yeah. And it's like, it like that part never ends. And I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing. I think it's It's not the help. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the healthiest thing if that becomes, you know, all consuming. Right. Like mentally. you just need to be inspired by other yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. nuts. So um, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I ran a 15K race okay. here in Tulsa. And so that's 9.3 miles. And I finished it in an hour and three minutes, 12 wow. seconds, which ends up being about 635, 640 per mile, like wow. minutes per mile. And that's almost a that, kid's record. <laughs> Only a few people right, will get that. Yeah. <laughs> the cool yeah. people will. Uh, God, I love that band so much. <laughs> I'm seeing so them like, next week. Was... Sorry. Are you really? Yeah. Who are they playing with? Uh, Kevin Devine. Oh, I know. I'm so freaking pumped. Oh, that's it. Is it just a two bill show? I Is think it just that's two? the only one that's advertised, I think, so far. 
but I'm that's, sure they'll have I, somebody else. I mean, I actually would be over the moon if it was just Kevin Devine and the Get Up Kids. Like that sounds so good, perfect. Right? <sighs> Amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah, good reference. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, so the running part, like, it's just been nuts, right? So like, I'm, I'm. It, it is March right. Like, you have to get out of your head when mm-hmm. when it comes to running. I think the one thing that running has done for me, and the one thing that I've always wanted to coach running. It, if I could make the money coaching that I do with the job that I have now, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I would always tell people about running is you have to go into it knowing it's gonna suck. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a struggle. Totally. You're not going to avoid that part, especially yes. if you're doing like half and full marathon stuff. Yeah. Like at some point in that, you have to realize that your entire existence is going to try to convince you mm-hmm. that this is not a good idea and that you should stop. And that's a natural thing, right? Like yeah. you're burning through so many calories and all your nutrition and your, your hydration, you're burning through all of it. So your yeah. body to tell you all of that is natural. What's cool about, just being a human in general is that we get to tap into these almost supernatural resources within ourselves to overcome that, to still go, to still finish when it like your body telling you to stop is the most natural thing for your body to do. But in finishing a half marathon, which you've done Mm semi-recently, congratulations. That's amazing. Like, yeah, it's (laughs) not easy. It is so (laughs) tough. And and I got to tell you, like, I've heard this a hundred times running and and I'll always say it to people when we're talking about it is running never gets easier. Mm-hmm. You just get faster. Yeah, that's true. Like that feeling that you get, like you can't go on, mm-hmm. like that feeling never goes away. Like yeah. I go into every race knowing that I'm going to encounter that feeling. And now I just have to draw from previous experiences to overcome that. And it, it sounds so cheesy but it's such a universal lesson to go into any situation just yeah. thinking like this may not be comfortable. Yeah. I may have to confront some obstacles that I don't want to deal with, but I know in my heart of hearts, like, I have the strength and the energy to get past it. I just, I have to convince myself that I do and I have to convince myself that it's going to hurt a little bit. Oh my God. Like I totally needed to hear that today <laughs> on so many <laughs> yeah, levels. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but like and, and and honestly like that's just sort of on yeah. a very like I almost welcome that pain or discomfort because I am constantly life. yeah like I just I need that as a reminder almost as kind of like I'm alive right yeah, like totally you can coast you can coast through life and not challenge yourself at all mm-hmm. and never grow like people do it all the time just like we see people just get completely complacent yeah totally. or like you can go out and like do it and the one thing I think I've learned to accept about my running is that it does impact other people and I never really thought about that and I know you've said stuff to me about my running and other people have too and I always used to think it was just the weirdest thing like (laughs) all it is is just my running but really it's my platform to like I, I get to do it at a high level, like, or at least I think it's a high level. And that is going to, if you do anything like with a pure heart, with, with full intention, with an all out effort, I think you can only impact and motivate people. Yeah, that's true. And I, I've now just getting to the season in my life where I've realized that like running can inspire other people to run or be active and be fit or get in shape or whatever it is. I also like learned to accept that it might, impact them beyond that but 
is it was always really dumb of me to sell myself short because other people have done that for me in my life, right? Like yeah. getting to where, you know, like where, where you are, your times, how you're feeling, like I've been there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to get to where I'm at without going through stuff like what you're going through because I went through that. Everybody goes through that. Yeah, that's true. My friend um, in Austin, he ran his first 5K yesterday. And I remember like thinking like back in the day, like, oh, just a 5K, whatever. And I was so freaking proud of him. I was like, yes, because <laughs> I, I get it now. I'm like, it all makes sense. I'm like, you go. Like, I was so happy, you know. It's amazing. Like, right. well, even just running like marathons on the regular. Yeah. Um, You know, whenever somebody talks about the 5K and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it was just a 5K. I was like, no, there's no just. There isn't no like, just anymore. Like, yeah. It all it's makes sense. 3.1 miles. Like, yeah. it's still a long way. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. It hurts. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go out and like. Because even if you're jogging, like, for exercise, like, like that's not fun. That's not, like, no. it's, like, I don't know. But there's something about the rush and finishing and getting that, like, medal. Like, that's, like, the best. I love that. It's just... it's so much fun. I've, I I started running over 20 years ago. Mm. And I, I was very fortunate to have, like, some natural talent to it. And I think that's why I gravitated towards it. It was just something that kind of came to me. But I, I'll never forget um, this girl in college that I met. She, uh she was a ballerina and she ended up, um, going to this dance company, um, somewhere overseas. And I sound like the worst friend. I don't even remember it was. (laughs) And, and I remember her telling me that she got selected, not because that she was the best, but because she worked hard and, and their like teacher or whatever they are in ballet. I don't know if it's a teacher or instructor or whatever it is, but she was saying, and you know, I heard it secondhand that people who have natural talent, sometimes don't apply themselves. The, the people true. who who are working to get to that level of other people will always put in the work. Yeah. And so you look out for those people because, you know, day in and day out, they're going to be giving you their best effort. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, this is like a 20-year-old conversation, but that's always <laughs> stuck with me that like, yeah, you don't have to have natural talent to do it. And, and I did, but I didn't want to like be pegged as that guy. So just even now, like I'm still trying and it's, and it's just running, right? Like that's all it is. It's yeah. just me running circles around my neighborhood for <laughs> hours at a time. And it's that, but it, it allows me, here's what I get the most out of it. One, I don't ever take my phone with me and I don't listen to music when I run. It is Man. just me. I, like I, that's it. I, I wish I could do that. I cannot. I think we've had this conversation on online. I don't know how people <laughs> yeah. run without music. That's the only thing I can like, that's how I focus like one song at a time just keep going so I yeah, love so that like, you can do that and like you don't like well, my phone like, died I'd be like okay I'm done <laughs> I can't do it anymore <laughs> yeah and I, and I totally get it so so my only like not challenge I guess maybe challenge to that is that like running with music is not that old of a concept ah. like what people have been running forever that's true but right like that's your phone the headphone like that the, the ability for it to be all portable mm-hmm. in that way is what less than 10 years that's of technology true. that's crazy like it's like so like running's existed for a long time yeah and so like i in having this i don't think there's anything wrong inherently with, with running with music but i do think that there is an like um you you dial in to a certain part of yourself yeah if you completely disconnect and allow yourself that opportunity just to like be out there. So, and that doesn't have to be run, right? Like it could be, you know, you 
like watching a movie or taking a walk somewhere or eating at a restaurant. I just think we deserve more time to allow ourselves to disconnect and, and, to, and to tap into something a little bit more analog. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I yeah. think there's something there for that. I never thought about that. That so that, and that, oh, sorry, that's just that's just you know that's just how I use my running. Yeah, right? like that's I did 16 miles on Saturday. Wow. And that was I don't know, hour 53 or something like that that I ran it in. But that's an hour and 53 of just no like screen in my no face, noise. no phone in my hand. <laughs> yeah, no noise in my ear. Yeah. Right. And so I I use that as an opportunity to disconnect. So it doesn't have to be running for everybody, but it can like it could be something to hmm. allow that delineation that we're currently all dialed into that's cool i always like to think about like when i'm running like i think there was a quote by ben gibbard and he he was talking about how it was like it was so hard for him and now he's like a running fool right he like runs everywhere yeah and he was like it took me a year to be able to run a mile i was like oh okay well at least i can do that <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can do it and so i was like it's oh it's true it's like, so hard it's so hard but i was like that's, that's interesting like okay cool and like it's funny because every time I've like seen him play, like I'm enjoying the show, but like I always think of that. I'm like, look at this guy. Like he's like in the like doing the like he's in the best shape of his life, and he's like just getting better with age. You know, I'm like, I want to get better <laughs> with age. Like that, I want yeah, that to be me. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I, and I think we are. I mean, I think you are. I mean, I've known you for a long time, and I feel like you you allow yourself the opportunity to experience feelings and, and express your feelings in a way because you have the capacity to acknowledge them, right? Like we've not always had that yeah, platform or that voice to do it. Like we're just learning it, but like you're doing it too. Like, and I know I could say that as your friend, that like even going through like this podcast journey that you've been going through yeah. too, like you're finding it, right? Like yeah. all, it's all about that process. It's not an end goal per se, yeah. but it's all about that process. And it's fun. Like, it I'm actually is. having a good time. <laughs> I, it's, it's so much fun. Like, it's like, I'm thrilled that you even asked me to be a part of this because I'm just thrilled to like, listen. Like, oh, it's just, fun. I don't know why fun. I fought it for so long. I remember back in the day when I was doing my interviews on my blog, it, people would always be like, why don't you do a podcast? And I'm like, no. I was like, because I didn't yeah. listen to him yet. I didn't get it. And so when I finally started listening, and then I realized people aren't, because like, I have that, the metrics that on your, you know, you can see where, like, who's been reading and where. And I was like, people uh -huh. don't read as much anymore. Like, it's not a no, thing. No, they don't. Like, and it's a lot of work. It's like, I have these, like, right now, if I was doing the interview with you, I would take this and I would sit there and I would type it all out. It, was, yeah. it took me hours and hours. I think I talked to Matt Sharp from the rental for like almost three hours. Oh man, that was—it yeah. took me like a week to type it out because I had to like play, pause, play, pause. I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> a was, lot. And then find out like eight people read it or something. It's so <laughs> discouraging. Oh, but I'm it was sure. awesome at the same time. But I was like, I'd rather just have a conversation and like let it be fun, you know? Yeah. Well, I I hope whoever's listening, like, I hope they enjoyed it. Like, I hope it yeah. like it was something. I don't know. Like, I don't overtly try to like be this guy, but I know. <laughs> Like things are happening, right? Like I've done yeah. stuff. Like totally, I can't ignore that. And like you're obviously doing some cool things, and I'm just like it. it, it a friend of mine not too long ago was saying that um, they go through this exercise where they talk about one thing they're grateful for, one thing they brag about, and one thing they desire. Okay. And I was like, man, like that's like yeah. that's crazy because it's none of it's negative. Yeah. It's true. all about you. 
and it's all like things that are like on your heart at that moment. Yeah. And I, like I, I don't know. I just I thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of powerful too. So, um, I yeah, I know you're you're it's your podcast, but I'm gonna turn it on you. Like, okay. what's one thing you're grateful for? What's one thing you oh, brag about on yourself? And what's one thing that you desire? Hmm. Okay. One thing I'm grateful for, definitely like, I guess the 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 fact that I'm able to do these things because I know mm-hmm. that so many people don't have time or the resources. I have the time. I have so much dang time on my hands. And then <laughs> like, cause I don't have anything else really going on, which is awesome. But, and then like resources, like Mark, like reached out, like stuff I have is like from stuff from people at Sony. They're like, take this, take this. And I'm like, Oh my that's God. Awesome. Like yeah, I didn't have to buy so hardly awesome. anything. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm super grateful for that. Uh, what was it? The second one. When uh, the second one is uh, something you'll brag about on yourself. Oh Lord! Oh God! Um, I don't. <sighs> I guess I feel like I'm good at like being like a human glitter bomb. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, I will be having like the worst day, and I'll run into somebody. And I'm like, everything's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. And then I get in the car, and I'm like, oh god. But like, I make sure that, that people... is a great yeah. analogy yeah. because even like, <laughs> I don't even know you at your worst because you're always like you. You're lined with so much grace and Aww. fun that even like when things are less than fun, mm-hmm. like you're still like. You're still you. Like, yeah, yeah. I think glitter bomb. I, I, <laughs> human glitter, human bomb. glitter bomb. Amazing. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And then the last one was, uh, what's something that you desire? Oh, Lord. I think I would love to be authentically me and not care about what anyone thinks. Like. How, uh, how, how do you think you get there as like Kristen G? Not like ooh. the collective way, but like how do you specifically get there? I don't like, I don't know. Oh. Like, it's tough. Yeah. it is really because the thing is, I wasn't like like six or seven years ago. I like this that wouldn't have even crossed my mind to not be myself. Sure. And now I'm just like, ah, there's so much negativity. Like, I don't yeah. I'm, like I'm dreading the first time I get like a one star review. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like terrified. But I was like, well, everyone gets them. It's gonna be okay. But that's yeah. where my brain is. I'm like, I wish I could just like. Get, I know I'm I'm getting closer to that point, but my desire would just be like. I'm not for everybody. It's cool. Moving on, you know? So. Well, I guess like the plus side, right? The silver lining to that would be that somebody that you potentially don't know checked out your podcast. That's true. That's true. I do like that. I've been getting more like blog subscribers lately. And I'm like, did, did they find me through this? Like all of a Weird. sudden, because I get like an email. It's like, you have a new subscriber. I was like, oh my cool. God, yay. Yeah. So now I need That's to write something cool. on there because <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad. But um, yeah, okay, now I want to do the same for you. What are your three, your three answers? Oh man, okay. Um, right now, I think I'm grateful for um, my ability to, like, I, you know, just, I keep saying that I'm 35, but I just turned 35 and it feels yeah. very real of not being young anymore yeah. mm-hmm. so in that like i'm trying to find that the like i'm grateful that I've, I've given myself the chance to say like hey i am good at things like i i do deserve a seat at some table yeah like i've i've worked my tail off to do a handful of things and um i don't i'm grateful that i don't always have the mindset that i need to prove myself because in some regards i've already proven myself it doesn't mean i don't want to get better at something um but I, I do take this part of my life as 
I've I've laid down a foundation for a very long time, and I do want to enjoy some of those fruits of that yeah, labor. Right. You're you're seeing the fruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. that's uh, yeah. So that's that's that. Um, one thing that I'll brag about myself. Um, I, I I keep going back to the running thing. I'm I've put on I've put so much dang work in so into this. Um, yeah, just to be able to run for 9.3 miles, a six and a half minute mile pace. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely didn't think I had that in me. Um, that wasn't even part of my game plan going into that race. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it worked out that way, it just naturally um, happened. It, yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I got to the first two miles at 650 wow. and I was looking at my watch and, and the only thing I thought was, all right, well, I've only got seven more miles to go. So let's just run to the wheels fall off. Like, let's just hold on to this. Yeah. Um, and so I did like, I just, I, I, every time I felt like slowing down, I just made myself go faster. Um, and I had to dig deep and it was, uh, something that was explained to me a long time ago as like a race where you see Jesus's face. Mm -hmm. And I definitely felt like I saw Jesus's face a few times in that race. Cause I was really hurting and mm. not really too sure where the rest of that strength or energy would come from, but it was, it was cool. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll brag on that. Yeah, definitely bra brag all you want on that. <laughs> freaking like me and Mark constantly are like, dude, that guy's a machine. I'm like, oh, I know. I'm like it, uh, it's awesome. It, I've, I've, I've had this mantra for a long time that for my, my recipe for running is find the pace that's comfortable mm -hmm. and then pick it up to where I'm uncomfortable Okay. and then run a hair past that. Ah, yeah. I like that. Okay. So it's just, it's all, it's always just, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing, right? Like no matter what it is and just getting, just getting used to that discomfort. All that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, oh yeah. So what's your desire? Ah, uh, man. Um, I think I, I desire, I, I don't know how you have dealt or are dealing with this like transition in life, but I desire, um, to not let age be a big factor in how I make decisions and what I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's easy to just be like, Oh, I'm mid thirties. I could easily just never put another pin on my jean jacket and not go to another show or yeah. get another tattoo or whatever. But I don't, I don't really want that. I would only ever be doing that because I would just think that somebody wrote the rule book a long time ago saying I shouldn't do that anymore. So I, I long to, constantly just be the thing that I know to be unapologetically. I love that. You totally just reminded me of something I saved on my phone. Oh my God. I hope yeah. it doesn't make noise right now. I'm trying to find it. If you hear a bunch of like, okay. Um, <laughs> if you hear some like Migos, oh, there it is. Knew it was going to happen. Dang it. Migos. Is that that thing? <laughs> oh, okay. So Rich, you know, Rich Roll is. Yeah. Okay, so he posted this thing. I don't know if you saw it, but I'm going to read it because it totally reminds me of what you just said. Um, he put, I didn't reach my athletic peak until I was 43. I didn't write my first book till I was 44. I didn't start my podcast till I was 45. I, at 30, I thought my life was over. And at 52, I know it's just begun. Keep running, never give up, and watch your kite soar. That's it. I have not heard that. Isn't that like, awesome? It makes me want to cry. <laughs> I like, know. I, I put it on my screensaver like for like a week. I was like, this is amazing. I'll send it to you. I was like, yeah. this is, I love like hearing people who are older than me that are like tell stories like that. 
Like, yeah. it's super inspiring to me. I love it. It really is. And I mean, that's kind of like the resounding kind of like message, right? It's just yeah. like, we've all done some stuff and that doesn't mean that like that has to be the peak. Yeah. Like all other, like all other people may tell you that, like other people might tell you like this season in your life is meant just for, you know, yeah, not being the kind of person that you were before, but that doesn't have to be true. Like that's totally not true. It, it to some point it's just garbage. Yeah, I think I tell people it's all the time. People from LA don't understand when I say, "Oh, I feel like I'm too old," and they're like, "You're 38." I'm like, "I know," but by the time my mom was 38, she had two kids, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, it's a different, it's a it's different, a different world. it's a different world, and it was not like bad or anything. But I was like, I I still have that mentality that I should have done so much by now. Right. And I'm well, like, maybe people out here who are like just starting things at my age. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> See, you know, that's funny because like, and not, I know we're kind of nearing the hour mark, so I don't want to take too much more time, but not being in LA, like I don't see a lot of that, right? Like I don't yeah. see a lot of people hitting this kind of stride in their life yeah. and then like going for more because I always hear like, I, whenever somebody's talking about running, I'm just like, I can't believe I'm like doing this well, this like getting this much older like I just didn't think that was going to happen I'm excited for it but and they're like well you're only 35 like you're not that old but but what's funny is that like most people who say that are people who are like my age not doing more not doing better (laughs) like like I hear you but like you're not doing that for yourself yeah you're not the you're not not really selling yeah you're not (laughs) selling me on like you're not old because like I'm like I'm not strolling on with it I'm just Mm -hmm. in that like phase of like I'm not young Mm-hmm. But this, like, it's also kind of cool because now I just get to draw from a ton more experiences and like do it all. So like, I, I know moving to Tulsa kind of slowed down like the photography stuff, like bands don't roll through here as much, which mm-hmm. is totally cool. Um, but you know, on the flip side, you know, I'm home more. Yeah. Um, I get to see my kids, you know, way more. Um, and on top of that, like I get more opportunity to like physically, like for myself to like exercise and, and be fit and enjoy you know the efforts that i'm putting into stuff and i'm, I'm excited um in uh, this will be the last thing i say i promise <laughs> no, um, you're good. Uh, in january i'm going to disney world uh, yeah bringing that conversation full circle <laughs> and me and a me and a friend are running a race that they have at disney called the dopey challenge oh, fun. and it's a 5k 10k half marathon full marathon on back-to-back days wow and it's like a complete suffer fest of an wow. event, but awesome I couldn't event. be more excited. Yeah, like I'm really Aww. looking forward to digging deep. Like I know I've dug deep before, but like this is going to be a different deal. That's so fun. I've I always wanted to run a Disney marathon, and I think about it like way too late, and it sells out. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, like, you know, you need to. No it joke. is, it is so much fun. <sighs> I love it so much. Yeah. It's you should. Maybe I'll, just, sign, I'll sign up now for like next year. <laughs> so I can get a honestly, spot. that's that's, <laughs> that's usually the best way to like just yeah. do those things. It's, it's like you've probably been tattooed more than once on mm-hmm. that sort of idea. It's like I'm just gonna go in. Yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna get tattooed. Just, I didn't plan it as just... long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I could talk to you for a long time. Um, uh, our conversations usually go nine times as long as this. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, okay, so you do you still have JoeOrtega.com, right? Is that it? Uh, I had Joe Ortega Photography, photography. for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. But I was going through the same thing that you were. It was just yeah, like, people aren't watching. There wasn't huh? a lot of 
yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of squeeze, a little juice, like yep. it just wasn't like really worth the effort. So I've just decided to just keep it to my Instagram, which Love is it. just at Joe Ortega. At Joe Ortega. Follow him because it's all the cool kids do. <laughs> yeah. So, I, some, I you do. So you, so if you're the cool kid, then that's true. Cool kids club. We need to have enamel pins at our cool kids club. We totally need <laughs> pins. Yeah. Sell some shirts. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about I'm my, this is totally off subject, but I was thinking about making things one day. And I, I have an imaginary band called the Pantyhose. <laughs> so it could be like the no. Pantyhose or the Pantyhose, right? Ooh, and I was like, okay. anybody can be in my band. I was like, I should make like the Pantyhose Club or something. I, <laughs> like, like you could just have a t-shirt and say you're a member of the Pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> like even my friend Wes that plays in the heroin, he's like, you should uh-huh. have them in those like big eggs like the Pantyhose come in. Like that's how you should sell them. Oh, Anyhow, awesome. that's totally off subject. But, uh, I like that idea. <laughs> um, okay, so one of the cool things about my podcast that I'm trying to incorporate is music, obviously, because we all love music. And so I have a a um, soundtrack that people can subscribe to, and it just gets longer and longer as the podcast goes on. It talks about music that we love or songs that were featured, and I would like to know what is something that everyone needs to hear, in your opinion. Um, so I'm big on a band. One of the first bands that really took a chance on me was a band from Phoenix, Arizona called The Main. Okay. Um, they, they just put out a record called you are okay. And I they are, it. yeah, they, <laughs> they do such a good job dialing into just the thing that everyone's going through and everyone's kind of talking about, but not talking about. And so they have a song called, um, my best habit and the, the title is almost kind of misleading because the song's really more about my best habit is letting you down Mm. and it's not so much so like failing to meet expectations in a good way it's almost when people put expectations on you that are in a box Ah. um right like your life should be this you should be that um and so the song's just more about like my feet are my own feet to follow um and you know my best habit's letting you down because the the thing that you want me to be is the thing i'll never be and it, it is, I, I kind of like the twist on, on the idea that, and you've probably gone, gone through this too, when when we find ourselves, when we're true to ourselves, um, we're going to shed some some dead weight. We're going to lose some friends. Yeah. Um, we're going to get better ones. But at mm-hmm. the same time, we go through this uncomfortable process of um, having to disconnect ourselves from, from people who are holding us back. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know, like that it will always be a resounding theme. It'll always be a reoccurring theme in our lives that when we go from, from one stage to the next, um, you, you're just, you're just going to lose some people in your life. And, and it's, sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it's painful. Um, sometimes you, uh, you stick through it and, and you figure it out as friends. Yeah. Um, but the best thing is that uh, you, you no longer have to be prisoner to what other people want or expect from you. I love it. I am pumped. Yeah, so I am the main, pumped. yeah, they're, oh, man, I, <laughs> you, everyone You should, take pictures of them a lot, too. Yeah, they are, um, so I knew them through the Anne Berlin guys. Anne ah, Berlin took them on a tour, so um, and so I, I got hooked up with those guys, and they couldn't have been nicer. They couldn't have been more welcoming um, in bringing me on um, to do stuff with them, and just I love those guys so much. I, I will forever and always be a fan of those guys uh, personally and, and professionally. Awesome. Thank you. I'm definitely going to add that to the playlist ASAP. Nice. 
available via Spotify and I don't know if it's Apple Music, iTunes. I don't know what to call it anymore. Um, Apple Music? I, 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 can't keep, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> Too difficult. The one with the Apple <laughs> yeah. logo. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. This is yeah, really thank fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This we're, is I therapeutic mean, for me. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously <laughs> going to catch up again. And of course. It'll be that. But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you had me here to go through this and kind of relive some some old memories. Yeah. Many more to be made, my friend. Many That's right. More. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to end this podcast conversation right now. There it is, y'all. My conversation with Joe Ortega. What a fun person. I am so glad that he is my friend. Um, speaking of friends and how I'm friends with Joe, I realized in the conversation that we talk about that we met because we both worked at Pacific Sunwear, but with our friend Kenny, which is totally not true. I met Kenny. Okay. I did work at PacSun and so did Joe. Joe worked with Kenny at PacSun. I did not. I met our friend Kenny who kind of like introduced us. And I met him because I went to Hot Topic like we all did. And I was flipping through the band posters on the like the little flippy thing where you stand there and flip posters. And um, Further Seems Forever, a song by that band started playing and it was called The Moon Is Down. Kenny walks up to me, a complete stranger, and he starts singing the song with his pen, like that's connected to his lanyard. And from that day forth, that day forth, we were just really good friends. And then fast forward, he introduces me to Joe, and all is awesome. It's it's like super fun little story. I had to clear that up because, like I said, the story is really funny. I'm glad that I met Kenny that way, and also I wanted to get the facts straight. So that's the true story on how I met Kenny and then met Joe. All right. Um, and the big part of this conversation that totally stood out to me was when Joe compared how running is hard, but how life is hard, and his mentality about running, he applies to life. And to quote him, he says, This may not be comfortable. I may have to confront some obstacles that I want to deal with, but I know that in my heart of hearts, I have the strength and energy to get past it. I have to convince myself that I can do it, and I have to also convince myself that it's going to hurt a little bit. And that morning, specifically, I had gotten some news, nothing like terrible, but it like, I was like, it was really weighing heavy on my heart. And he said that, and I was like, that's right. I can get through this. I can do this. It's going to be awesome. It may suck, but hey, it's going to be fine. And I think someone out there also needs to hear that. So thank you, Joe, for saying that. That was super encouraging to me that day and it's stuck with me since then. Woo! Okay. Upcoming, guys. Upcoming. I have two interviews that I'm chatting with some friends about. One is with my friend Jared Scott, who I talked about earlier. And Jared is just so fun. And I'm so glad that I got to see him. And we're going to have a fun conversation soon. And also Christopher Rowe of the Ataris. And I think that's going to be a really, really fun one too. Because he likes to talk and ramble and tell stories. And I think it's just going to be a fun, fun time. So stay tuned for that goodness also. Be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and I'm going to link all this in the bio, but also follow the soundtrack to the podcast because today we added another, I can't talk, I added another song, one of Joe's favorites. So yes, stay tuned. You guys have an amazing day. If it's still Thanksgiving weekend, have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy your family and your friends. Eat lots of veggies and um, yeah, I'll see you next time, guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Christy G Podcast. Yeah, you have. Be sure to subscribe. 
And give her a follow on Instagram at ChristyG. <laughs> yeah, you can also check out my website at www.christyg.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, y'all.